Hello and welcome to Newsbeat Weekly, a podcast that brings you some of the biggest stories of the week from Nigeria, nay Africa and the world at large. I am Emmanuel. On the pod today, the NDDC boss David Bunde faints during an investigative hearing at the House of Reps as Senator Akpabio accuses House members of benefiting from NDVC contracts. Also, an upsurge in insecurity in Nigeria as Boko Haram kills five aid workers and a massacre in southern Kaduna. And guess where the president is at the moment? I'll get to tell you. Finally, we get to find out if the federal government is trying to shut down the Big Brother Niger show. It's another week and um, the coronavirus is still ravaging the entire world. In Nigeria, over 500 new cases have been confirmed, bringing that tally to 39,500 cases or thereabouts, with um, over 800 deaths and, of course, 16,000 people and more have recovered. On the global scale, over 15 million cases have been recorded and over 600,000 deaths with over 9 million people recovering. So yeah, uh, in case you are still in doubt, the coronavirus is still persisting. But uh, we are hoping that the week, the new week, brings new tidings. And of course, uh, we hope for the situation to change for the better. Now, let's get right into it. The week began with this. From where are you going to spend this money you said here on oath that you are preparing to pay students who are on scholarship? Are you aware that every expenditure you make are not... Are not... That was the scene when the managing director of the Interim Management Committee of the NDBC, David Punde, passed out while being questioned about the inability of the agency to pay the scholarship fund of students abroad. Now, he was taken out of the complex immediately for medical intervention. Well, you know, the question is, why is it that whenever Nigerian officials are being called upon to answer questions for their crimes, all of a sudden, they are afflicted or disabled or something. But you know, to be fair, what if he was truly ill? According to officials of the commission, he had been sick for some time. But some other reports suggest that it wasn't up to two hours after he was admitted following the incident, he walked out of the hospital. But yeah, one way or the other, it seemed to have gotten him off the hook for now, as the House of Reps says he need not appear before them anymore. The drama didn't cease there, by the way. It went on to the Minister of the Niger Delta Affairs, Senator Gotswil Akbabio, who expressly accused House members of being the major beneficiaries of the NDDC contracts. Who are even the greatest beneficiaries? It's two people now. Okay. Because if you look at your, your chairman, your chairman Okay, okay. Honorable Minister. Honorable Minister, that's okay. That's okay. Now, can I ask you that question? That's, what is the benefit uh, that the National uh, Assembly is benefiting from? It's what okay, it's okay. Goma, Goma, it's are okay. you asking me the benefit of National Assembly? Yes, Goma, you just said... I just told you that we have record to show that you, most of the contracts in NDDC are given out to members of National Assembly, but no, you don't know about it. It's but okay. That's okay. Right. It's okay. You 
Did you see how the members of the committee were saying, it's okay, oh, it's okay, it's okay, keep quiet. It sort of reminds me of my childhood when my elder brother would rush to shut my mouth whenever I was about to say something very implicating. <laughs> well, the Speaker of House of Reps, Femi Bajabi Amila, then gave the minister 48 hours to publish the names of the contractor lawmakers that received the 60% of the contracts or be charged with perjury. Another clever word for someone who lied under oath, which is actually a criminal offense in Nigeria. Later, as a typical politician, the minister, Gotswil Akbabio, came out and denied his earlier statement, saying, I never referred to members of the 9th National Assembly as beneficiaries of the NDDC contract. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> did. That's very hilarious, right? The Speaker of the House still insists on moving on with the criminal charge of perjury. But really, really though, why do Nigerian politicians always lie about their own statement? One minute they say something, the next minute they claim they were taking the usual word out of context. Well, the Senate on Thursday called on the Interim Management Committee of the NDBC to refund over 4 billion naira payments made to staff and contractors in breach of the procurement process. And the Interim Management Committee was also dissolved. It was also asked to refund the money to the NDVC's account with immediate effect. The resolution of the Senate followed the adoption of you know, recommendations by the Senate Ad Hoc Committee investigating the alleged misappropriation of over 40 billion naira by the IMC. The recommendations of the committee was presented to the Senate by the chairman, Senator Adetumbi of um, APC Equity State. This is what the Senate President Ahmed Lawan had to say about the development. Almost all through this period, those that have been given the responsibility to manage the resources of the NDDC and for the people of the Niger Delta have squandered most of the resources, leaving the region poor and in a very difficult situation. It is our opinion in the National Assembly, particularly in the Senate, that this report has exposed the kind of corruption in the NDDC. Now, moving on to a rush of killings in Nigeria. Some of the victims ranging from residents of southern Kaduna to humanitarian aids at the hands of Boko Haram. Now, some youths protested the latest killings in southern Kaduna. Only last week, 10 people were killed when armed men attacked communities in Kaura local government area. The crisis has continued, thus despite the deployment of various military teams to the area. We need peace in southern Kaduna. We need peace in southern Kaduna. For us, we believe that there is a conspiracy to take over the land of the people in southern Kaduna. Government has failed in that angle. So we are charging government to rise up to their responsibility to protect the lives and properties of the people of southern Kaduna. For the past weeks or so that this alert has been going, have you had the governor say a single thing? He hasn't. He has been quiet and we begin to suspect um, complicity in this because you cannot be the chief security officer of a state and then killings are ongoing in your state and yet you, 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 you are not coming out to tell us anything. Just for context, just for context, 
Since May 2018, over 300 people, 300 people have been killed in Southern Kaduna due to the conflict that has gone on in that area for quite a while. 300! 300 preventable deaths. 300. These are not just numbers. These are fathers, sons, wives, daughters, uncles, children, friends. 300 of them. Deaths that could have been prevented. Well, the killings have been stopped there as Boko Haram this week executed some members of the humanitarian agency. A video has surfaced online showing the execution of five persons by masked men in military camouflage suspected to be Boko Haram fighters. A voice was heard speaking in Hausa before the execution, saying that the five persons were working for infidels. Those of you that are being used by infidels to turn others to infidels know this today. All you who work for infidel groups, you satisfy their aims, but they do not care about you. And that is why when we catch you, um, we do not show concern. And by the way, lest we forget, where are the Chibok girls? You know, ordinarily, you would expect a decent response from the government. But here is what we got. The president traveling to Mali on a peacekeeping mission. Well, the PDP, as usual, called for the president to resign due to the upsurge in insecurity. But it's just shocking how Nigerians, you and I, are so disconnected and unconcerned about this development. How did we get to the point where there's this outrageous indifference when it comes to situations like this? Perhaps you would want to describe it as a spiral of silence. It's as though we've been beating and oppressed to the point where we no longer have our tongues anymore to talk about this. I mean, people do, to be fair to them, but it's, it's just sad. I mean, the indifference in Nigeria regarding issues as this needs to be studied by social science scholars. Needs to. Finally, the Big Brother Niger show uh, that has mastered the act of stealing the attention of Nigerians from every other important thing around them, the show has begun. Uh, this time, it's called the BBN Lockdown. Well, the reality show entered its fifth season on July 20 this week. It is also one of the most watched programs on cable TV in Nigeria. The show has some interesting candidates with great personalities to look forward to, and the thrill has been set in motion. For some, it's a good distraction from the pressures and the negativities of the coronavirus. But for others, it should be taking off the air. Who? Well, the cable newspaper reported that the Minister of Information and Culture, Al-Hajilai Mohammed, has asked the Nigerian Broadcast Commission, NBC, to take the show off the air. The acting director general of the NBC, Armstrong Idachaba, told senior management members that he had been directed by the minister to shut down the show. The decision could be a result of the, you know, the latest attempt by the minister to strangulate the producers of the show, which is MultiChoice, a South African company out of Nigeria. However, the NBC management said there was no basis for shutting down the show. A director in the NBC 
is said to have reminded the meeting that NBC had already sought an explanation from MultiChoice on a possible violation of COVID-19 protocols while airing the show. MultiChoice then replied with detailed explanations on measures taken in collaboration with the Lagos State Government, whose agency, Lagos State Safety Commission, gave the green light for the show. Also, MultiChoice said in a letter that the housemates had been screened prior to the show and, you know, the BBN house had been decontaminated and adapted to ensure sufficient physical distancing in addition to eliminating the use of live audience. All housemates went through mandatory two-week isolation during which COVID-19 symptoms would have manifested if they had the disease. I must also state that the minister is yet to respond to the claims. But, you know, really, why is it that whenever such things occur, things like the Big Brother Niger show, although a lot of Nigerians have their reservations, but why is it that the federal government is trying, you know, all it can to shut down such a show that is garnering a large following? There's no point. If you have proof... If you have concerns, the show shouldn't have gone in in the first place. If there's some sort of, you know, organized structure as to how things are run, the multi-choice company made the applications and they were cleared to go on. So why go through clandestine means to shut down the show? It doesn't make any sense. But hey, it is Nigeria, right? And that's the show this week on Newsbits Weekly. Follow me on social media at Imadunime, spelled E-M-A-D-U-N-E-M-E, on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, Emmanuel Madunime. Tell me what you think. And please, please, feel free to disagree with me on any of the stories. It is much, much welcome. And this is Newsbits Weekly for the week. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And you do have a wonderful week. Bye.